This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We've got a great question, but before we get to that, Pastor Michael, we always ask our listeners to do three things. They need to submit a question. The better the question, the better the podcast. We want them to share it. And then the third one is very, very important. And I think some of our listeners just don't understand why it's so important to rate and review. Let's just talk about that rate and review at the iTunes store. Why is that so important? Well, First of all, it's important because it's important to you and me. It and is. You it's love very important. Tim and I. <laughs> then, then you can take thirty seconds of your life and go do it. But more importantly, and well, we read them. By the way, actually, listeners, yeah. we really do read them. Yep. And and one of the things I appreciate is um, the email responses. That even it, when you submit a question, people actually sometimes don't submit questions. They actually submit feedback. Yeah. And it's great. And sometimes it's. Um, negative sometimes i'd say we've actually gotten one or two negative ones and usually it's it's constructive um, construction yeah. which is great so we've shifted a couple things that's in the right podcast we've made adjustments that, but when you rate and review on itunes it, it actually they have this algorithm that may that allows more people to see it when they search for related items that's right and uh, it pushes it out and so we want to be able to serve as many people with this as possible and so um, basically you make us happy and you also allow more people to get this so if you've been blessed by it Oftentimes, what stands between a potential listener and content is an algorithm which is rooted in the amount of ratings and reviews that something gets. So that being said, um, appreciate you listeners, every one of you who've done that. And the ones who haven't, we appreciate you too. Please do that for us. All right. Here's our question for today. I love this question. Do you have any tips for reading the parables? Yeah. And this guy goes on and says, uh, I'm in Matthew and I don't get it, which is not unusual. No, no, Um, no. He says the tenants in the vineyard, the wedding guests, nothing is clear. I've prayed for clarity. And I love this crickets. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, that's a good one. Yes. Um, So one of the things I love about Jesus is uh, he speaks in these parables. And if you don't know what a parable is, a parable is a short story that, is not true. It's like sort of like an analogy or a yeah. metaphor, but it's a short story told to make one specific point. Right. And and sometimes I explain it to other people. It's a earthly story, mm-hmm. but it has some kind of spiritual meaning. Yep. It, there there is a heavenly message behind the story, the parable. Yep. And it's usually fictitious. It is. And and so what's confusing is that Jesus will be talking to, we'll say, non-believers, mm-hmm. and he will tell these parables. And everyone will be like, what? Uh, I don't get it. And so even the disciples will be like, Jesus, why do you speak in parables? And And, and they asked him that many times. Hey, yeah. What what is the point of this? You know, tell us the meaning behind this parable. Yeah. It's like somebody comes up to me and they say, why do you do the podcast? And I say, there once was a man who lived in an oven. (laughs) And when the oven was opened, people ate. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, where, where what? are you going with this? And so Jesus was apparently pretty mysterious and he yes. would say these things that left people perplexed. And they, was, they were always in the form of these stories. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've studied the Bible, like we, like you and I, we go to these parables, we already know the meaning of most of them. Yes. And, and honestly, the New Testament authors fill you in sometimes, most yes. of the time about what it's about. Yeah. But even the disciples, they're following him and they're like, Jesus, what are you doing? And here's Matthew 13, 17. Jesus says, I speak in parables because while seeing, they do not see. And while hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. And mm-hmm. I, at that point, I'm like, huh? But what he's, what he's trying to say is this. Um, I actually want to confuse them. Yes. Because even if I gave them the answer, 
their hearts are so hard that they wouldn't listen. Now, let me let me just You're right. let me yep. give some context because that might sound um, not kind of Jesus. Yeah. I have been multiple times cornered by a question that was only asked to trap. Mm-hmm. The question was not good intentioned. It was it was phrased in a way that there was no right or wrong way to answer no. it. In fact, just this week, I was asked a question and the person was trying to trap me oh boy. to prove that I was doing something unwise. And uh, my answer to them, I think, was helpful. But what I wanted to say was I, I would love to take Jesus's like tone and been like, let me tell you a story <laughs> and then have them say, huh, I don't even, I don't even right. get it at all. And, um, and so the point is that Jesus is alluding or evading a potential conflict. That's right. And he's also confusing them because he knows, because he's God, that all of their motives and intentions are not good. Right. And that is almost always why Jesus tells parables. He tells it to hard hearted people who don't want to hear the truth. And then Jesus would take the disciples aside and he would say, here's what the parable actually meant. Yeah, this I mean, is what it means. Yeah. He was always intentional, but he didn't always tell the meaning. Yeah. We get to read the scriptures. We get to hear the meaning, but the religious leaders didn't always understand the meaning. And then every once in a while, they would get it and mm-hmm. it would really tick them off because yeah. it wasn't a nice meeting. Like the fig tree. Oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. Like fig died. You're the fig. Bah. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you didn't produce fruit. So yeah. you're gone. Yeah. He, he cursed the fig tree and he's like, Oh yeah, basically you're cursed. You yeah. know? So, um, so for the person, you know, reading these, not understanding them, a couple things about parables. Number one is it, it was intended to be evasive. Right. Um, Number two is that the New Testament authors usually typically give you clues either immediately before, after, or in a chapter of the giving of the parable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three is if you still can't really discern it from the text, usually if you have a study Bible or something, they'll give you notes on like what it means. Um, But almost always, almost always, if you just slow down a little bit and you keep reading or you read what's happening in the chapters around this, what's happening either before or just after this, you'll understand why was Jesus sharing this parable with who he was sharing with? And most of the time it is fairly obvious, or at least it's going to get you in the general scope of, okay, he's talking about this. Yeah. Here's a big, if, if you miss this about parables, you will miss everything. So I remember being in junior high and high school and nobody ever told me this one thing about parables and man, did it mess with my brain. Parables are not meant to be dissected. Correct. <laughs> they are. No, no, no. You can't yeah. dissect every little piece of this and it's say, not the point. okay, this is how it's going to be interpreted. Every little piece. Parables were given to communicate one thing. One main idea. And it's usually a big principle. And usually the characters are clear who they represent. Yeah. But like, for example, um, if God is dict- is depicted as a father, it does not mean that in every way, shape or form that he's a father or if the father does certain things, it doesn't mean that that's the way God always does things. Right. You can get so lost in the details. And here's what you need to do. You need to find out what is the overarching point. Yeah. And usually, yeah. usually the point is uh, religious leaders, bad the bad people like the prostitutes and the tax collectors who believe mm-hmm. are received. Yeah. All, not all the time, but almost always. Yeah, you're getting close. You know, yeah. you're kind of there. There's usually like the bad people are the good people and the good people are the bad people. <laughs> like That's kind of Jesus's MO. So yes. great question. And, um, you know, keep reading, keep studying. I appreciate you asking this and your confusion is a understandable. And I would say the answer is in the text before or after almost all the time. And if not Google it and uh, there'll be some great resources. Yeah, and just don't get hung up listeners on the details of the parable, you know, yes. look for the bigger 
overarching principle that's being taught here. Don't get tied into the nuances of every detail. Yep. So Tim, I'm really excited for tomorrow's question. And uh, here's what it is. What standard of living should my millennial child expect when they enter the workforce? Hey, Yowzers, baby. I've I've had two of those. I know you have. So (laughs) I'm going to punt on this one for you. I'm going to let you take lead on this. And I mean, I got opinions, but you've been there, done that. So you win. I delegate. Well, listeners, we'll see you tomorrow.